Meta has announced the new $1,500 Quest Pro Mixed Reality headset, getting mixed responses from gamers. And the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal is revealing a lot of interesting tidbits. We're going to talk about all this stuff and so much more right now on Gaming News Weekly. Weekly is back. We are the best weekly video game news show out there. Every single Monday, we're coming to you on Fruit Lab, YouTube, podcast services everywhere to talk about all the biggest things happening in the video game industry. My name is Erock the Red. I am joined, as always, by this guy right here, Full Clip. What's going on, dude? How are you doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Yeah, last week we had a slow week. We promised the people. A lot was going to happen this week, and that is for sure. We've got things hitting left and right here. They are, yeah. It was like, uh, and uh, it all is about, like, there's an overarching theme to this show, and it's all about streaming services oh, yeah. in video games. It's really interesting. We're getting a lot of uh, new, interesting information. Um, so, yeah, and tons of new releases this week. Last week, <laughs> what do we have, like two? Yeah. It was rough. And then this week, man, we, we had to, like, really pare it down and not like pare it like a bird i mean like cut it down a little bit you know what i mean yeah um you've been playing anything fun i uh, got to try out death verse the let it die mm. um they call it a battle royale but it's only 16 players from what i've seen but got into that for an hour or two streamed that over on twitch was it fun you liked it it's something that i want to revisit i just don't know long term if i'm gonna get into it gotcha gotcha yeah it's very um different from everything else uh that's yeah. out there I, I keep forgetting about it i mean like i've forgotten about every other game besides one particular game that i've been playing but um um yeah death verse that's uh i gotta remember to check that out if i download it maybe i'll check it out did you get any cool kills of humans i don't i don't think so i barely killed anybody in the little bit that i was on there i mostly just died over and over again gotcha yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that's about right um Nice. Uh, yeah, I've just been playing over. I've been playing Overwatch too. That's it. Oh yeah, like a lot. So I've you're actually playing. able to get into a game now. It's it's great now. Yeah, it works flawlessly nice. every time. Um, so I was able to get in, um, no problem for a little bit, and then one day, all like ninety percent of the heroes were locked. There was like a bug that did that, so that was a oh, thing. Wow. But now seems to be working really well everything you know no problems and uh having a blast like i've been playing every night it's the first time i've been playing a game like every night of the, the week in a long time like so i i was complaining to you before we started how exhausted i am but and i really should just go to bed right after this but all i keep thinking about is like i gotta do my daily my daily challenges in uh in overwatch so oh yeah um it's going to be a struggle after we get out of here. But I am really tired. So, you know, that being said, what let's say we move this uh, show on the road. Sounds good. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about our new releases from last week. All right. Like we said, bunch of new releases. The first of many Lego Brick Tales 
came out October 12th for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, XS, Nintendo Switch, and PC. This is a, um, I mean, it's a puzzle game, physics-based puzzles that you solve by building things with Lego. Why hasn't this been done before? It seems uh, so obvious, so cool. Oh, yeah. Very, very different from your regular Lego game that might follow, yeah. like, one of the movies or uh, some property like DC or Marvel. This looks like you're kind of put into scenarios in these tiny little, like, cube-shaped worlds. And mm -hmm. they're already slightly built out, but it's like, okay, now you need to build a bridge. So block by block, you need to figure out the puzzle to build the bridge or build the car or whatever it's asking you to do. Yeah, yeah. It's like being able to play with Legos without spending... 6.3 million dollars to do so oh yeah um yeah it seems real cool and then like yeah, as you go you unlock different worlds and then everything you make and and all the stuff in that world you could have in like the sandbox and then there's collectibles it seems like a really smart idea for fans of of legos and you know fans of just chilling out and playing uh playing games you know because it definitely looks like a nice chill game Oh, yeah. They have, like, a free mode, I believe, on there, too. Free build mode. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. And you just build stuff without actually having to, uh, you know, leave your couch. Yeah. Uh, next up, Dragon Ball The Breakers came out for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PCs. came out October 14th. I had not heard of this game. I, uh, you know, it was uh, entirely new to me. But then I saw... There was a 1v7 asymmetrical multiplayer game. And you know I'm a big fan of those asymmetrical games. Mostly just because I like saying asymmetrical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is a fun word. But uh, this one looks really cool. I don't know what a raider is. Um, but you have, it's, a, it's one raider versus seven survivors. And I guess this raider is like, I don't know. Are you familiar with the Dragon Ball universe? Not really. Uh, okay. I'm not sure. I think that's just part of this game, for all I know. Gotcha. Okay. So it's, but it's like I saw there's like three people you could choose from right now, and I don't, I didn't write down what their names were, but those are the raiders. And then, like as a survivor, you there's vehicles and weapons and items that you have to use to try to not be broken. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, some sort of keys or something. I was seeing a review about this. There's like keys around the map. Five of them. You have to go find those keys. And I assume it works sort of like the the other asymmetrical, like uh, mm -hmm. Friday the Thirteenth game, where there's some objective so that you don't get exactly. killed by the the one guy. Yeah, yeah, it's a great idea. Uh, interesting to see how how that's gonna shape up in a world of asymmetrical multiplayer games right now. So uh, I'm sure all the the Dragon Ball Zers are out there doing their thing. Really hyped oh, yeah. for that one. And then uh, a couple sports titles come to us uh october 14th pga tour 2k 23 came to ps4 ps5 xbox one x s and pc this is uh you know it's golf it's golf you create your character you play through your you know your your the pga tour there's all these different courses one thing that's cool is that um you can there's a create a course mode so you can make your own golf course and then you know try to compete with tiger woods yeah, I think the, the coolest thing I saw about this, I saw a guy on YouTube in his playthrough, he played as Michael Jordan and Steph Curry. Now, I yes. think they're actually in the game, and it wasn't just like a creative they golfer. Are. If, I think it's like if you pre-ordered or got the deluxe edition, Michael Jordan uh, is available as a playable character. And uh, yeah, 
Yeah, very cool. But I mean, it, like you said, in, in a world of create your own characters, I mean, you can play with whoever you want. <laughs> oh, right? yeah. What's stopping? You can play with uh, uh, Incredible Hulk, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then the other sports one, NHL 23, came out for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, X, and S, also on the 14th. It's the same NHL game we've all, you know, come to play and love, except now we've got updated rosters. There's cross-platform matchmaking and women's hockey. Nice. Yeah. Is that probably like the first time they've ever done that? I believe so. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, play as uh, some women. I mean, you probably also, if you're doing a creative character, I'll make women oh, in yeah. that too, you know? And then last up, this is the one I'm most excited for, Scorn. Came out October, yeah, Xbox One X S PC came out October 14th. Uh, this is a first person horror adventure game, and you're in like this nightmare world, is the only way I could describe <laughs> it. Um, and it's like a living world, and it looks slimy and gross. And um, yeah, there's puzzles to solve, and you get skills and weapons. I have no idea what this game is even about. It looks very abstract, um, but it looks really spooky. Yeah, kind of vague trailers. I was thinking of it as like a tool music video come to life. That mm -hmm. was my uh, interpretation because it's like your gun is like some kind of organic, creepy thing too. It's gross. Yeah, the whole thing. So I guess it's, I don't know if um, it's just based on the work of H.R. Giger or if he had any role in it, but he's the guy that did, he created like aliens, and stuff like that. So he's like really slimy, like stuff. Lots of tendrils. Really gross. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that comes to Game Pass. So I am excited to get in there and, and check that out. Not super excited because it does look pretty gross. We'll see how long I could how long oh, I yeah. could uh, last in there. Um, but yeah, that like I said, that's the five of many brand new games that came out this past week. These are the big dogs, the ones that that you know that are, we need to talk about. But there were a bunch more indie games and a bunch of random other stuff. So go check out the, the full list. Um, all right, let's move it along. Let's talk about our news of the week. All right, so this week, there's a theme. It's all about the streaming services, really. Not all of it. Let's say 98% of it. Um, but yeah, it's... Let's start things off. We, they announced the, the PlayStation Plus um, titles for the extra and the premium subscription services. Um, so this is for October. A big batch of games. I'm going to run through them. Here we go. You ready? Ready. All right. PlayStation Plus extra and premium are getting Grand Theft Auto Vice City, the definitive edition. Dragon Quest Eleven S Echoes of an Elusive Age. You just have to say that one that way. Um, that's a you know a role playing game. Tons of Dragon Quest. So if you're if you have ever had any desire of playing Dragon Quest, this is your month, man. Um, we also got Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and then here we go. Dragon Quest Builders, Dragon Quest Builders Two, Dragon Quest Heroes, The World Trees Woe, and The Blight. Low. That's one. That's one game. It was not six games that I just said. Just one game. 
Dragon Quest Heroes 2 Explorers Edition. Um, and then we got Inside, The Medium, Naruto, Taburuto, Shinobi Striker, Assassin's Creed Chronicles China, Assassin's Creed Chronicles India, Assassin's Creed Chronicles Russia, Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Hohokam, and then uh, only on the PlayStation Plus Premium section, the Classics, Yakuza 3 Remastered, Yakuza 4 Remastered, Yakuza 5 Remastered, Limbo, Ultra Street Fighter, 4, Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, and Everyday Shooter. Now, I don't know why these PlayStation 4 games are being offered in the Premium Classics section, because yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. That was This was supposed to be the tier for, like, retro games, PlayStation 1 games, PlayStation 2 games, not PS4 games that should just be in the other tier. But huge batch of games. Um, anything jumping out at you? I'd say that if anybody hasn't checked out Inside and Limbo, they should try those out, especially this time of year. They're not like Halloween themed, but they are creepy. They yeah, they have a nice creepy vibe to them. Speaking of creepy vibe, I'm I'm excited to finally play the Medium. Um, this is a game that I was looking forward to um, for a while. It came onto Game Pass uh, not uh, oh maybe like last year, and I just haven't gotten around to playing it. Um, but it's it's seems very cool. It's done by um, Bloober. Bloober games or whatever, and uh, I played a couple of their games, and they they know how to do creepy creepy stuff. So um, I'm really excited for that. And the idea of that one's cool because there's two worlds that are like happening at the same time. One of them's like this weird dark world, and one of them's like the normal regular world. And you can like go back and forth in between them, and they're both like running simultaneously. It's a really interesting uh, title. And then Naruto to Baruto, just because I like saying it. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I have so much of the series to watch before I can get into the games. Yeah, um, you haven't but, uh, gotten to Baruto yet. You're still no, on yet. Naruto. Yeah, you have to halfway get to through Baruto. Naruto Shippuden. Mm-hmm. So you said that you haven't played Grand Theft Auto Five, but have you played like the classics from the PS2 era? I did. Yes. Nice. Yes. I'm thinking Vice like City Vice City was the one that cool. I played the most. Yeah, I'm not sure about this definitive edition. I don't know how much like bug fixing they did since the mm-hmm. release of that, but it could be cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely um, that one. I, I would check out again. Yeah, that one was the one I put in the most time with. I remember playing that with a buddy and just having a blast. So, um, yeah, lots of lots of games coming out to the PlayStation Plus subscription service. All right, let's move it along. Next up. So, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but there is a, a whole thing going on. Microsoft's trying to buy Activision Blizzard. There's like this, um, you know, these legal proceedings. Everybody's reviewing this. You heard about this? Never heard of that. Is okay. that new? It's a little oh. new. But um, since this is happening, there's been tons of information that's been surfacing um, regarding this. So, let's talk about it so it's it's kind of opened up it it all really stems back to call of duty that's the big one um sony doesn't want a world in which call of duty doesn't also exist on their platform so they're fighting this tooth and nail they they don't want this to happen and um so 
lots of arguments about this back and forth. Microsoft's like, listen, we'll put Call of Duty on this thing. We said we'll do it for three years. And Sony's like, that's not good enough. And then they're like, well, you know, we'll do it longer. But they haven't like, nothing's in writing. Nothing's for sure. And um, Sony is just, they're saying that this would damage their brand, uh, their ability to, to compete if, if they don't have, you know, specifically this game is really what it comes down to. So um, Microsoft has been arguing that, that Sony has always been just about the exclusives. At one point, they talk about that Sony had 280 first and third party exclusives, uh, almost five times more than Xbox had. Um, and that they pointed out that Sony losing access to one title is not a credible argument for this to happen. Uh, they went so far to even offer Game Pass to be available on the PlayStation uh, system, which I mean, we just talked about PlayStation Plus, which is their competitor. It doesn't, it seems like they would have known, like it seems like an empty offer, yeah. you know? Yeah, of course, this could have came before there was a PlayStation Plus or, you know, the at least the current version of it, which is a streaming service, seems like a almost their attempt at Game Pass. That's a good point. That is true. It, it could have been. We don't know um, any of the details surrounding this, but we do know that Sony basically blocked um, this from from ever happening. Which to me, it's it's a no brainer. They're not gonna yeah. they're not gonna allow this. But um, some interesting information coming out of this. A quote that I I highlighted here um, from Microsoft says, in short, Sony is not vulnerable to hypothetical foreclosure strategy and the referral decision incorrectly relies on self-serving statements by Sony, which significantly exaggerate the importance of Call of Duty to it and neglects to account for Sony's clear ability to competitively respond. While Sony may not welcome increased competition, it has the ability to adapt and compete. Gamers will ultimately benefit from this increased competition and choice, which is an excellent argument. I mean, this is, it's not about having one title. It's like a lot of people have talked about, you know, maybe this is the time for Battlefield now on Sony uh, PlayStation platforms. You know, if, if, if people can't play Call of Duty on a PlayStation, maybe Battlefield steps up and takes over or, uh, you know, an entirely new first person shooter or something. Um, yeah. So, and this yeah. all kind of assumes that even after that three years, that Xbox doesn't want to make any money off of you know the PlayStation, so they wouldn't offer the game at all on there. Yeah. But um, yeah, chances are they would probably still have it. But I mean, there's a little bit of irony here because PlayStation has had exclusive content and timed exclusives for the Call of Duty franchise for years now. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So it's it's. I mean, I've always been a, a Sony fanboy, um, but I, I never really understood the, you know, the the one or the other thing. I, you know, the the diehard tribalism between one company over the other. But um, yeah, I would I will be the first to admit that Sony has like this idea of not allowing exclusives when their entire thing has always been about exclusives you know yeah um 
And that's even talking about like God of War and The Last of Us and stuff like that, you know, made entirely exclusive. Now we're seeing them come out on PC gradually, but, you know, it's always been about having that that exclusive uh, uh, market for as far as the games. Now regarding the subscription services, um, I, in this article they talk about how Sony... Um, Let's see. It says Microsoft also argues that Sony is exaggerating its own investment in game subscription services. It says that Sony's own priority, which has proven successful given its leadership in the market, has been to protect its revenues from sales of newly released games. Uh, Sony could, says Microsoft, increase the competitiveness of its PlayStation Plus subscription service by offering a variety of games it doesn't currently have. It chooses not to, showing Sony's prior lack of interest in competing in this market. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like we just talked about what they're releasing as part of their subscription service, and it pales in comparison to what we talk about every week coming to Game Pass. All the day one games coming out, you know. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It. What do you think is going to ultimately happen regarding this um, this acquisition? Do you think it's going to go through? Say it will. I mean, I don't know if it can go through in most territories, even if a few block it, or if, you know, if the UK says no in particular or something like that, would it go through for the rest of the uh, countries? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's a big question. Yeah, I think, like, um, a couple have, have, I don't know, like Brazil and one other one have said, okay, now it's in, yeah, it's in the UK. Uh, it's going through there, and that's, from what I'm hearing, is pretty intense scrutiny on on the whole thing. Um, even a lot, basically saying like this is going to affect Sony's ability to stay competitive. And it's, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, do you believe Sony's claim there? I, I don't. I mean, like people, this has happened before, never with such a big title as call of duty but this has been you know this is has happened where where one one gaming company has um you know the rights to to another one i mean you just think about when i don't know i can't think of any right now but you know it's it's happened yeah yeah i I think sony oh yeah (laughs) sony will 100 percent survive this uh they might not like it if microsoft starts making things exclusive, but they would, would survive it, I'm sure. So one one interesting angle on this that I read, what if Sony said, yes, okay to have Game Pass on the PlayStation, then you'd have every reason in the world to buy a PlayStation instead of an Xbox or a PC, because then you get all the PlayStation exclusives and any Xbox exclusives that they put on Game Pass, or would be Xbox exclusives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then yeah, I don't, uh, I don't see why not, but yeah, who knows? It's uh, this is all developing. We'll see what happens. Um, but another cool thing that uh, came out of this uh, acquisition from the Brazil's Administrative Council for Economic Defense. Now, while this this organization was reviewing the documents, we did get some information that. Game Pass for consoles generated $2.9 billion in revenue in 2021. That's an insane number. Now, that is just 
So that's just the revenue from it. It's not profit, and it was just consoles only. It's not PC. Um, but Xbox Gaming overall earned $16.28 billion in 2021. So the Xbox Game Pass generated around 20% of its total revenue for 2021. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a, a interesting statistic. Much more than I thought, 20% for, for Game Pass. But we are seeing, they're, they're saying we want to put it everywhere, put it out on everything, including mm-hmm. the Sony PlayStation. Yeah, how about the Switch, you know? Not every title, but some titles would work <laughs> there well. There you go. That never was occurred to me. That will never happen. I will guarantee you that. <laughs> no, not that is a walled garden. They're not going to get through the, the walls. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was interesting. So, again, we talked about now that's just revenue and not profit, um, which leads us into our next little um, tidbit. So, due to some uh, filings with the Securities and Exchange Commission, by Snail Games USA. This is the parent company of the ARC developer Studio Wildcard. Um, we got to see a first look, never seen before, look at how much these streaming services are paying to put their games on there. So, Sony paid $3.5 million to have ARC Survival Evolved available for their March PlayStation Plus. So just for one month, to have it free for one month, $3.5 million. Crazy. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Now, I don't know anybody who's actually even playing that game, but... Um, and <laughs> That's then, one I've wanted to check out for a long time, but just never got too. around to it. Yet. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and then, so Microsoft paid $2.5 million to keep it on Game Pass, for six months, and now and they're going to pay another two point three million dollars to bring Arc Two to the the service when when Arc Two does come out. So um, pretty pretty crazy stuff. Um, I had no idea. Like I said, this is the very first time we're getting any insight into how this works. Never. I mean, since. PlayStation Plus has come out. We've gotten little tidbits here and there about a company making this amount of money through through whatever, but um, we've never seen it really the other this side of it showing the exact amount that they're contracted. Um, yeah, very interesting. A lot more than I would have expected for uh, yeah, especially for a game like this. And I was surprised to see that we saw any numbers at all because I thought they'd kind of be under like a. Uh, not a cease and desist, but the the legal thing where you're not allowed to talk about NDA, an NDA, yeah. non-disclosure. Yeah, so I yeah. think they they needed to put these numbers in there because of this, you know, the the SEC uh, getting this information. Now, I don't think it was meant to maybe be shown to the public. I don't know where it, it did come out, but um, yeah, very very interesting stuff. Now it makes me think, like it makes me wonder, like how much some of these like big huge games are getting you know yeah Um, like all of isn't all of ubisoft plus or something like that on game pass yeah yeah i mean it's probably a significant deal there yeah you take a look at like a game like i don't know like the assassin we just talked about all these assassin's creeds being released onto the playstation plus like you know how much are they paying yeah ubisoft for for those games so it's a big it's a big market that we 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 just you know we never get a peek behind the curtain. No, 
but we're seeing it now all thanks to uh to all these legal legal filings um and then speaking of of game pass i did see that um the meta quest 2 when that comes out that's going to have uh game pass uh, availability on that um so i thought that was really cool which then we have to talk about the meta quest pro have you seen this thing yeah yeah eighteen hundred dollar uh headset i don't even yeah. know what it does well it yeah it, no it's one. a mixed reality headset so like yeah. what is that if you think mean? of the quest 2 uh well mixed reality is when you <laughs> no when one you, knows yeah when you add artificial reality uh-huh to reality when you mix those two together my two so, favorite things yeah the old like quest one quest two had some black and white things to help you figure out where you were in the room maybe some games took a little bit of advantage of that but uh this one has full color cameras so that you're actually going to be seeing the room around you and you'll have overlays and it'll be more like these concept videos that meta was putting out a year or two ago yeah and like they're saying that this a lot of the the features for this are used more in a professional manner like kind of what you're talking yeah. about like so that would be like you know, if you're sitting in, around a, a table, like in the boardroom, you'd have like everybody sitting there. That's like a mixed reality thing, right? You got like, uh, yeah, whoever sitting next to you, Mark Zuckerberg's stupid little uh, character sitting next <laughs> yes. to you, his legless avatar hovering beside you in the chair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Meta and Facebook have been accused for a little while of not knowing what they are or what they need to be. And they're really on brand with this one. <laughs> A $1,500 business-first mixed reality headset when people were so excited about the technology in the Quest 2. Hands-free or, or standalone for the first time. You didn't need any extra stuff all over the place. It's got all the features that people were asking for, like the battery in the back to help balance it out. It's a thinner um, goggle system. I don't know what they really call it. Mm -hmm. But it, it comes with all this stuff like... If you want to partially block your mixed reality view, you have to put some magnetic stuff over it. And there will be some sort of add-on where you can uh, slide, I'm assuming, a piece of plastic over all the out external cameras so that you can have a fully immersive experience. And I'm thinking, like, what? Wh where are the gaming capabilities of this ending uh, yeah. or starting an ending? Because yeah. this doesn't seem like it's made primarily for gamers. And I don't know how many businesses are going to shell up $1,500 a piece for these i'm sure plenty will yeah yeah it's i mean they're they're definitely like i mean we're seeing how much they're investing into this idea of the metaverse and you know i guess only time will tell if it's a flop or or not what do you think i really don't know i mean it depends on if if businesses with everybody working at home after the pandemic are more likely to try mm -hmm. and use something like this to suck up the expense if they have like you know they need to buy 50 of these or something to get their team mm -hmm. to feel like they're together but you can't use one of these things more than like an hour or two yeah so at this point in time it almost feels a little gimmicky for that kind of use yep yeah especially 1500 bucks a pop you know you got to be sure yeah. about it and also you want to have a cool avatar yeah uh so this one is actually coming out in like two weeks on the 25th. Oh, wow. So some reviews and stuff should be right around the corner. I'm going to hold out hope that they'll do some sort of gaming version of this. Like take the new screen, the new battery, 
the new look of the thing and have it more gamer friendly, yep. gaming oriented. Yep. And then if not, MetaQuest 2 will be here in no time. And last up, we've got a new trailer and some new info about the uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales game, uh, previously PlayStation exclusive, coming to the PC. So we, it's uh, it's got a, um, a range of enhancements coming to this for this version, including support for ray tracing, ultra wide monitors, Nvidia's DLSS technology. And then extensive customization options for mouse, keyboard, and controllers are also available. Um, they said, in the graphics menu, you'll find many customizable features, presets, and quality levels to choose from. These include texture quality and filtering, level of detail, crowd and traffic density, field of view, windowed, full screen, and exclusive full screen rendering modes, and many other options. You're going you're gonna to be getting the, the Miles Morales. No, you're not a cop. It's a fun game, though. Yeah. Yeah, it does look fun, and I, I liked that uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Is that the movie with mm-hmm. the Miles Morales? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, um, it's a good game. But, yeah, they released the, the, the system requirements. Like, you could play it on any of 86 different levels of power, you know, from, yeah. you know, from your... Uh, Apple 2E all the way up to uh, your super mega NASA computer. And uh, this will be out November 19th. You can get it from Steam and Epic. And you could be out there swinging, shooting electricity. It's got electric powers. Pretty cool. Um, That's it. We got to get out of here, dude. Daddy needs to play some Overwatch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got anything else uh, you want to talk about? I got one more thing before you can get over to the Overwatch. Let's hear it. I'm, right. I, I always look forward to these uh, full clips. One more thing. No, I had to share this one because how often do you hear not only gamers, but Florida man in the news in a positive light? Ooh, never. This is the first. Yeah. This one combines the two. So this mad lad, Bill Fye. Uh, you can barely find anything about this online, by the way. It's from, like, an Orlando newspaper, and they have the whole, you're not accessing our site unless you pay us mm-hmm. $500 and mm-hmm. your firstborn child st- stuff. There is a YouTube video from the news station uh, that goes into detail on this if anybody feels like checking it out. But Bill Fye, he's, uh, he's gaming. His buddy gets onto the headset, and he's like, man, my grandma is stuck in uh, Florida in Port Charlotte, during Hurricane Ian a couple weeks ago, or maybe just last week, um, and her roof has fallen in. And he showed the, the guy, Bill, uh, a picture of the roof falling in on the sofa where the grandma was sitting. Oh, no. Uh, the grandma's 79 years old. Home is, like, instantly uh, no longer livable. Um, her neighbor invites her in, luckily. But this guy actually lived in Miami at the time, uh, while her family lives out in Texas. So her grandson in Texas... Tells this guy, this is what's going on with my grandma. This guy jumps in the car, drives 200 miles uh, from Miami to Port Charlotte and through the hurricane itself for portions of this uh, to rescue the kid's grandma and uh, take her back to his place. They put her up for a week until her family could come out and get her. Wow. You think they they played some games together then after that? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this might have been the grandma that played Skyrim or whatever that was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she's out there. That's amazing. What a, uh, an uplifting story. You know, Bill Fye, 
the Florida guy. Cheers oh, yeah. to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, important detail. He never met this person before. They're only friends through online gaming. That's how it fits into all this. Uh-huh. Absolutely. What Does it say what games they, they play? They didn't, and that's mm. why I wanted to read the article, but I'm not paying up for one article. No. No, no, we'll just say it's probably Fortnite. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, very cool. Um, yeah, all right, that is it. That brings us to the end of this week's episode of Gaming News Weekly. Thanks so much for checking out the show. Um, my name is Erock the Red. I am on Fruit Lab. You can find me there, along with Full Clip. He's also there posting all our gaming clips. Go check it out. Um, if you don't want to do that, you can check us out on YouTube. Pop Culture Playground is where you'll find me. Full clip is on YouTube at GameFAX, G-A-M-E-F-A-X. Uh, he's also on uh, Twitch doing, um, what were you just playing? What did you say you were just playing? Uh, Deathverse, let it Deathverse, die. yeah. Go check him out there. Uh, full clip underscore F-L. And um, check us out, the podcast version. Gaming News Weekly colon the podcast um anywhere podcasts are available you could you could find that and then um tiktok tiktok is it's heating up we're uh oh, yeah. you know we're, we're we're uh it's where the juicy bits the meaty juicy bits you'll find them there if you can't just you can't if you can't sit for and watch a show or listen to this show for a half hour 40 minutes you go there you see like a one minute clip a two minute clip Bam. Well, it's what you could watch that while you're pooping. Might oh, be able yeah. to check out two. Depends on what you had for dinner, I guess. Um, all right. That's it. I'm going to pl- play some Overwatch. What are you doing? Haven't figured that much out yet. Mm. Damn. All right. Well, thanks so much for checking out this episode. We will see you next week with more Gaming News Weekly.